we are still in Virginia and going to pick up where we left off in Damascus. Welcome to episode six of season seven, Trail Towns. We're grateful for those following along on our little trip up the Appalachian Trail. Of all 14 states, Virginia has the most miles of the Appalachian Trail. So it's no surprise that we decided to split up the state into multiple episodes. Of the 2,200 miles of the Appalachian Trail, Virginia is the host to nearly 500 of them. During this episode, you're gonna hear about a 30 to 45 second kind of chaotic, distracted moment. We were recording this episode in our camper van with the door open and a deer approached the sliding door. I jumped up to grab off the bug screen, shut the door while simultaneously trying to find my phone to take a picture for the show notes and got quite distracted. Our editing skills are not really up to par, and so you will hear that in the episode. So when you hear all of that ramming around, just imagine a beautiful deer with a brown and white tail wagging at your front door. But let's get to it. This episode starts us exiting Damascus, galloping through Grayson Highlands, and finding some unexpected culinary favorites in Waynesboro. As I wrap up this intro... I will have another sip of my Big Meadows IPA from one of our newfound favorite breweries, Basic City. So cheers to you, and thanks for listening to this episode of Trail Town. And a warm welcome back to the Hashtag 59 podcast. Mike R. and Jill G. here. I guess this is Virginia part two of three, in a way. Yeah. We had Katie, the mayor of Damascus, Virginia, on for Trail Town USA, which is a Virginia part one episode. Mm-hmm. And today we're doing, I guess this is the encompassed Virginia Trail Towns episode. Okay. That we're doing. Well, kind of what was up next, right? Yes. Yes. And we're going to start, though... In Damascus, which I know we already did an episode, but I had left to go on a hike. How was that? Oh, we took you somewhere. We took you to a gap, and then we went back, Cotopaxi and I went back to Damascus just for a few hours. Yes. To check out of our spot, and kind of, we got some lunch. Go on a little hike around the parks, the trail there. One more time on the Creeper Trail. Yeah, you two love the Creeper Trail. We did love it. But wow... There, you ran into Napa and Hamburglar. Yes. So two people that, two two guys that we met at the Black Bear Resort in Tennessee. You actually met them on the trail and they hiked in. Yeah. So when we were sitting at the park in downtown Damascus, I first saw Napa kind of walk. He walked towards the bathrooms and I didn't say anything that time. And he walked back and then they both walked into the park together. And so I gave him a shout and uh, it was nice to see see them because they had taken a day off at the Black Bear Resort when we were there. It was raining. Downpour. They were staying in bunks there and kind of recouping, doing some laundry. And they looked a lot better when we saw them, even though they'd hiked another 50 miles. 50 yeah. miles. So it's, it's kind of funny. We're starting to run into people. If we stay in the next spot long enough, we are seeing some of the hikers come through again and again, which is neat. And so to that, uh, explaining that a little bit, the reason we're telling this story, first of all, for 
through hikers can get trail names. Sure. And their trail names are Napa. I, we believe Napa from his Napa Auto Parts hat. Well, I noticed that because I took a picture of them to send to you. And yes. And that. the Hamburglar, no, no. <laughs> didn't ask. Didn't no, ask, no. but I do like that trail name a lot. So trail names, I don't know what the etiquette is. I remember like years ago, like well over a decade, I felt like somebody said they ha- somebody you have to earn it, meaning like somebody gives you a trail name. But then I've also heard that you give it to yourself, but it has to stick. You can also give it to yourself, but the name has to stick. Like if you keep saying like, like I'm JG or... I wouldn't say that. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and nobody... Studley Rudley, my old nickname <laughs> in high school. If nobody starts calling me Studley Rudley, trail name doesn't stick. Right. So I ha- I have heard that. Yeah. So these two, though, when I met them the first time in Tennessee hiking, they asked me, you know, are you through hiking? What are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm actually day hiking the AT in a camper van with my wife and dog. And and Napa looked at me and said, day hiking, DH. And so, I, so now we're going to see if it sticks. Well, then Hamburglar made it stick. Oh, because he called you he that He called me DH. Okay. And so now, n- technically, that would be, I Your think. trail name? I think I have a trail name. Well, I have a trail name. Yes. Hillside Jill. Hillside Jill. That was given to me. In the Grand Canyon. How long ago? 10, 10 years 10 ago? 10 or 12 years ago. Because I said I'd never make it to the bottom. Yep. But then lo and behold, a decade later, I did. Well, that guy told you that you would never make it to the bottom. Because <laughs> I was so slow. Just said, because we were at like the three mile point out of 10. To and, turn around. And, we were just on a day hike. And he said, uh, I think I'm going to give you a trail name, Hillside Jill, because yeah, you'll never, you'll always be on the, you'll side always of the be hill. on the hillside in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Little does that guy know that you did a rim to rim. I did a rim to rim and I rafted and climbed out. Yep. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to see if your trail name sticks now. So we think, we think, thanks to those two. Mike has a trail name, DH. DH. Mm-hmm. Leaving Damascus. So Damascus uh, is really the southern, if you're going north on the AT, the first entry point, you cross the state line from Tennessee into Virginia just a few miles before entering Damascus. And then right from Damascus, you enter into what is kind of considered a pretty popular day hiking area and weekend going area, which is Grayson Highland State Park. I was kind of zoning out there for a second because I was thinking everywhere I feel like we've still gone in Virginia, it's like, take a right to North Carolina. Like everywhere, it's like north the state line, North Carolina. It's always nearby. Yeah, it feels like it's just creeping up. Because again, I've not gotten that map. I keep talking about getting. Yeah, yeah. My mom has <laughs> requested you to get a Ram McNally. I have map. not found that bookstore yet. Mary, no, <laughs> no tuned. map yet as of episode six. Yeah. Uh, but so I went to Grayson Highlands State Park, and on the way, did a awesome day hike that included summits of the top the the two highest points of the state of virginia mm-hmm. white top mountain and mount rogers the high point which is about 5800 feet mm-hmm. which was kind of fun 
I thought for me, we have a couple friends, Jason, who's a regular on the podcast. He grew up in the area and he's been going up White Top and going to Grayson really since he moved there from downtown Philly when he was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And then our friend Stu, I was supposed to go with him in Summit Rogers in the winter, in the winter last winter. And I got sick last second Mm -hmm. and I couldn't go on the trip because I didn't want to make everyone else sick. So it was kind of fun for me to get to go up to those two high points, but also just the idea of like leaving Damascus, hiking all day and going up to the two top points in the state of Virginia on a hike and then and then hiking right into Grayson Highlands where I met you and mm-hmm. we camped for a couple of days. Yes, yeah, so we met you at Massey Gap, which was unlike so far any other gap that we've been to. It's humongous. I mean, tons of ample parking because you're in the state park. And then it was like the most beautiful day that day. It was like our last nice day for a bit of a stretch. And people were pouring off of this trail. And I went up to one lady and I said, is this where people are connecting to the Appalachian Trail? And she's like, yeah. And we looked at a map because I thought there's no way. We had not seen more than a couple hikers each day anywhere like at a gap yeah and i mean it was just so many people and lo and behold this is where the ponies are are. the famous wild ponies grayson highlands is iconic for its wild ponies that do a variety of things for the vegetation um removing uh invasive plants in there but people come to Grayson which is kind of funny because Jason and Stu have both been going to this area and love it now they don't dislike the ponies by any stretch they don't go because of the ponies and when I was hiking northbound on the AT the next morning I had six or seven people come up to me because it was kind of a gray rainy day and said have you seen any ponies that way and well because they're free range you don't always see them when you're hiking on the trail yeah 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 free range range. they're not chickens (laughs) getting ready to eat you know but they're wild ponies they're not they're not caged or they're not like in one specific spot it there's this huge grazing area it's not like it's a zoo it's not a zoo and you you can go go up and not see them easily right in fact i think a lot of times on rainy cloudy days you don't yeah but it was it was interesting when we were back at that gap and i was hiking north past it i mean i had a lady ask me have have you seen any ponies this morning i said i hiked six miles that way i'm coming back and i've not seen a pony yet she said i'm not going that way then (laughs) and off she went and people were looking and looking because really you probably could hike only a mile or two with a chance to see them Right. Yeah, they're in a very small. Because I saw people, you know, that probably like weren't your typical through hiker. You know, people that were just on a really short day that's hike why, with hopes to see it. That's why Massey Gap is such a popular. Yeah, it was really nice spot. Uh, it was interesting though that day that nobody could see the ponies. I saw two baby wild ponies mm-hmm. and three others right off the AT. Yeah, and it was pretty nice. So we had a nice time uh, in Grayson Highlands. I would say 
it was it was our first time there after years of hearing about it and it was a really fun experience. Yeah, I went to the visitor center there in the park, which is really nice. They have a really great historical like I don't know how you would describe it. Like it's a little like little displays that you could walk through and understand the history of the area and um probably spent a little extra time in there as the clouds started to roll in because that started our day of rain which we had for like three or four straight days maybe five yeah um it was a really nice state park it's great the um camping was nice all of it It was great so let's talk solstice yeah then we rolled right into the summer solstice so for those of you who don't know we jill cares has worked worked for a very long time as a employee and a volunteer for the Alzheimer's Association. And we did a fundraiser. They have a program called The Longest Day. Yeah, it's a do-it-yourself fundraiser. So on the longest day of the year, you can do something that you care about in honor of somebody you care about. And um, so we decided to do a fundraiser. Yes. There's 16 hours of daylight on the longest day of the year, which kicks you into summer. And so I said we would collectively hike 16 miles that day in hopes to raise $1,600. Blew both out of the water. (laughs) Mike knew from the beginning he wanted to do bonus miles. Um, But we started, and so you did kind of two pretty popular hikes, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I would say two of the more, two very popular, probably two of the most popular day hikes on the AT. The McAfee Knob, which is just outside of Blacksburg, Virginia which has this iconic rock that just juts out over Mm -hmm. the edge. And you can get, it doesn't look like anything if you walk up on it, but if you go to the side and get a photo and you're standing on it, let's say, Mm -hmm. and somebody's taking your photo, it kind of, you look like you're in a very precarious position, Mm -hmm. which is what makes it so popular. That was a hike I have done with my dad many years ago when we were in Blacksburg at a different time. And then I went up Dragon's Tooth mm-hmm. in the rain as it's, it rained from our second day in Grayson until we're going to get to Roanoke. But it, it was, we got a lot of rain and I went up there. Very few people were up there. Rapture, a beautiful puppy who was very excited, mm-hmm. a group of kids with a guide. Dragon's Tooth was probably my hardest mile so far in the AT. Wow. The half mile to the tooth uh, from like the last half mile on the AT and the la- and the half mile out, there were rungs, there was bouldering, it was raining, it was windy. On a beautiful summer day, it is a strenuous, hard mile. We kind of joked, I always joke about the people that created the hikes at Zion National Park because they have... Um, really interesting. Sorry, I got really distracted. There's a big deer right here at the door that's open. Um, but they have really wild different hikes. And this was one. There was like rungs, right? Some bouldering. And it kind of reminded us a little bit. So this hike, I would say Dragon's Tooth, was a little bit so Jill is uh, taking down the bug net and closing the door. We are recording this episode from Shenandoah National Park, and looks like we have a deer maybe Where's trying to phone? trying to get into the camper van. Where's my phone? 
Go ahead. So, as I was talking about, though, closing the door. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. The live, folks. Yeah, no problem. I'll <laughs> ed, look, look, you're giving me a little extra editing work right now. I would, uh, rec- I would say this was a little bit of Half Dome in Yosemite, a little bit of Angel's Landing in Zion-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it was probably extra difficult in the rain. And Cotopaxi and I plan to go on a number of different greenway trails. It's actually close to Salem, uh, Virginia. And one of the greenway trails I had picked out is maintained by the college. I think they do a lot of different research out in that area and when I got there got all geared up going to head out it was kind of locked like there was fences that had chains on them and I'm way too big of a west to go I mean you would have gone but I didn't so I didn't feel comfortable trying to maneuver over that gate even though I'm 90% sure that they were just there so that you didn't drive down there because it looked like you could drive down there so between giving social media shout outs to the incredible people that were donating to us that day and the rain, and we have a fair weather hiking dog, so he does not like to hike in the, in the rain. rain. I still got eight miles in, but so, it was a struggle. So we did 25 and a half miles combined. Yeah. And we raised $2,800. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So By thank you, it, if you, I mean, for everyone who donated and spread the word. That was fun. It was absolutely incredible. We had friends, like family, that longtime family. We had friends that I haven't seen forever, like friends of family members giving. Um, and so it, it was really meaningful to us. The Alzheimer's Association, I just have to do a little plug, does a lot of really great work, especially for families who are in need of assistance right now. So you can always look them up if you happen to have any questions or concerns about them. But making hiking and doing that and honoring people that we care about who have um, navigated this disease, it was a very special day. Yeah, and we closed out the solstice with a group hike together in downtown Blacksburg, yeah, which is one, a town we really like. Mm-hmm. And that was on, the rain ceased for a little bit, and it was kind of a downtown, the Huckleberry Trail, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I was just going to look it up. I think that's what it was. Kind of like a Metro Park hike is how I would akin it. I kind of thought it was like... Um... Like the bike, like a bike trail. There's runners out there. You can tell it's, I think it goes 14 miles. It connects Blacksburg to Christianburg, I Mm -hmm. think. And so it was really well maintained. It had kind of stopped raining or was just drizzling at that point. So it was a nice end to the big hiking day. And a little plug, we had a great meal at the Eastern Divide Brewery in Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. To end the solstice. Very cool place. We both went in. We ended up getting food to go because obviously because it was raining, the patio wasn't open, which is dog friendly. So it was nice. It's a good place. Yeah. So happy solstice. Yes. Summer's, summer is Summer's here. Summer's here. So we mentioned the rain. Our next stop in our Virginia Trail Towns. Uh, we went off the trail a little bit, but just a quick little plug. This is what's kind of fun about this trip, I think, is getting to explore off the cuff. We went to Roanoke, Virginia, 
uh-huh. for about half a day. We did all of our laundry, which was very exciting. Oh, yeah, we went to a laundromat. We went to a lot. But honestly, <laughs> it was really nice. And Cotopaxi and I went on a... On a Another greenway. Greenway trail there while we were doing laundry. It was pouring. It was pouring. This was day five, I think, of pouring. And we just... We were at the laundromat because everything we had was wet. It was dirty and wet, and um, we needed to be there. So we did that, and then I booked a... I decided to take my first, like, zero on the AT. Well, I walked a few miles that day. I didn't actually hike on the AT that day. Yep. And I went to Hustle Haven, which is a cycle and yoga and like green juice potion smoothie studio in downtown Roanoke that I hadn't, we hadn't been dry since Sunday night in Grayson Mm -mm. and going to a hot yoga class and then taking a shower in like a nice indoor, like yoga studio shower was amazing. So thank you for sitting in a parking lot to me yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i did the dishes in a parking lot and wiped down the rest of the van but but we had nice. laundry i got mm-hmm. that class in and uh the hustle haven was doing a promotion for pride month yeah with and they got they had the love potion num- the pride potion number nine is a play off of the love potion number nine so you got a little fancy like a lavender lemonade or a hibiscus lemonade. I don't know what it was. It was purple and it was delicious. So that was kind of fun though to do a little, I called it like the Roanoke rain hideout. Mm-hmm. Last stop. Waynesboro. We, maybe Waynesboro, Virginia. So far, sleeper trail town of the trip. Yeah, I don't think we thought too much about it, to be honest. I hadn't thought too much about it no and and when i say sleeper it's like uh you know most of the places were exactly what we expect like we'd heard a lot of great things about franklin and damascus Mm -hmm. and they were and nowhere we've been hasn't been full of like its own fun stuff that we enjoyed but i would say waynesboro probably jumped made the biggest jump of like expectation to what reality. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Waynesboro. So Waynesboro has a great culinary scene. I don't know if that's really what I would say about it, but we had some really delicious food there. We knew that post Waynesboro, we were going to be going into the national park for a number of days. So we kind of overindulged in regards to the restaurants there They were super good. I have the number two and number three meals of our entire trip eating out so far. Mm -hmm. Number one still belongs to the Great Eagle, Taqueria, and Hot Springs. But number two and number three go to Waynesboro. The the black bean smash burger at Nobo's Kitchen. Which is part of, is it the Seven Arrow? Seven, yeah, Seven Arrow Brewery, in that brewery, and then they have a kitchen, yep. like a separate restaurant there, was unbelievable. Yeah. And then the other place, the other brewery that we went to, Basic Beer, right? Basic yep. Beer Brewery. Basic City. Basic City. They had really good, they had brick oven pizza. I had, had an a, artichoke flatbread. You had a jackfruit sub, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. So I mean, just 
really good food, vegetarian options, which were really nice. And both places, because it Sorry, was... I had the artichoke flatbread at Eastern Divide in Blacksburg. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, both of the places were really considerate. You could have dogs inside at both places, which was really nice because it was still raining a decent amount. And... Uh, we're really considerate that way in regards to being able to accommodate our party. Couple other shout outs. Uh, Blue Ridge Bucha, a kombucha shop, mm-hmm. was there right on the Blue Ridge, right off the Blue Ridge Parkway. Well, and then for days I looked for, I didn't look for really. It was like as we were going to place to place, I was looking to see if there was like a downtown, like a main street. Because I felt like every time we were coming into the gaps and out of the gaps, we were entering Waynesboro from a different angle. And finally, on like the last day, we were going to a greenway, uh, another greenway. Cotopaxi and I had this. a great greenway trail there. We loved that trail. But they had a little downtown, which had a lot of cute shops, a deli, um, a lot going on. They have a farmer's market there every Saturday in the summer. It just was a really nice community. And the place we stayed at, the 340 North Campground, they were super nice. They gave us an RV spot on rocks because the the tent sites were, like, flooded Flooded. because everything was so wet. Mm -hmm. And they didn't charge us extra. They had a basketball hoop, so that was always a (laughs) plus. Swimming pool. And a cold pool, which felt like, after long days of hiking, a polar plunge. Yeah. And let's talk about the hiking for a minute. Waynesboro is a trail town. It's just... I mean, really, if you're staying in downtown Waynesboro, you're four miles from the AT. Yep. And you go to Rockfish Gap. Yep. Which is the southern entrance to Shenandoah National Park, yes. basically. you The Blue Ridge Parkway and Shenandoah National Park are right there. And you can hike north, or, north and south. We did both. And really, really overall, like, very easy to get to. You saw... Tons of uh, shuttle drop-offs of hikers. Tons. Backpackers were, I mean... Streaming in. Just streaming in and getting dropped off to head into the park for, you know, it's like, what'd you say, 110 miles to hike through the park? Yeah, of 80 miles. Yeah, so I mean, they were going in for quite a while. So they seemed pretty seasoned. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a nice gap. That was another one. Not very big, but it seemed that a lot of there was a lot of drop-offs. Not a ton of day hikers, so parking was pretty easy there, too. I think most people who are going to that gap are headed in to backpack. Yeah. Or else you would just drive into Shenandoah. There was also a couple of big bicycle groups that I saw that must have been biking Skyline Skyline Drive. So Shenandoah National Park is kind of interesting. We'll get into that in the next episode, but it's super long and not very wide. Yeah. And so it's it's also a biking and hiking spot. Yeah, but there was tons of people. I don't, it did not look like it would be an easy bike ride, but they were definitely going to go in, whether it be for a day trip, I'm not sure what, but... They were kind of stopping there at the gap to get resituated and then headed on into the park. In fact, there were so many through hikers coming into that gap. The last day we were there, we decided to do some trail magic and got a slew of Powerades from our grocery store run for getting ready for Shenandoah. Mm-hmm. And as I walked across the Blue Ridge Parkway to put them at the gap, a through hiker walked up 
And the dude, it was humid that day. Hot. Hot. It was like noon. And he's coming up. I had hiked it the day before. This straight uphill. And I'm like walking over with these blue Gatorades. And I said, do you want one? And he said, yeah. (laughs) And he drank one like right in front of me as I'm like making sure I take away the plastic and throw like the plastic rings. And I looked at him. I said, you want another one? And he said, well, I mean... I, I don't, you know, I want to leave some for others. I said, they're kind of, this is a first come first serve. Like we're, you know, there's well, not there's a method to too. it. We yeah. Like 12 or something. And he took another one and sliced it right down. So that was a in-person trail magic yeah. happening for us, which was kind of cool. He like waved goodbye and thanked us when we were headed uh, into the park. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah. So overall, Waynesboro. Yeah, Waynesboro was nice. Got one thing, though, Waynesboro kind of shook you up about. What? The watermelon eating contest? No. no. Well, the campground we stayed at is having a watermelon eating contest. And an egg toss. Can you imagine? I said that got you worked up. You're (laughs) excited about those. Yeah, what? I ran into hiking south on the AT out of Waynesboro. Oh. A copperhead. Copperhead snake. For those that are listening, that is a venomous snake. And it was huge. It was like three feet long. So it was an adult. Which, good news, actually, about copperheads, looking at them, uh, looking it up. So copperheads are kind of, uh, adult copperheads are kind of sweetie snakes in a way. In that they will bite you once, but not inject venom. Kind of like a... Like a warning shot. A warning shot, if you will. But... But probably not every time. Well, not if you're effing around. Well. This uh, copperhead posed no problem. It was not threatened. I actually saw it. I got, I was a couple feet away. Took a really, got a couple really nice photos. It was pretty big. And then I backed away. And actually, I just walked back down the trail for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And by the time I came back, it had moved along the way. But one thing I've read about them is babies for copperheads are actually well, more told you this didn't they yeah but i had i had read about it as uh-huh. well they are more dangerous because kind of like our dog when he's little like they they're young they feel threatened they don't they are like scared and will not do a warning shot oh. so you're you're actually more likely to have a bad encounter with a copperhead snake if it's even though the copperhead babies are only, let's say, 12 inches, mine was probably 36 to 42. It's because they don't quite know how to do that warning shot, if you will. Yeah. Yep. Everything else about Waynesboro, though. Stick to the greenways. <laughs> haven't, haven't seen a snake out there yet. No, no uh-uh. snakes on the greenways. No, not yet. So that's it uh, from, I, I would consider this our Virginia Trail Towns episode. Yeah. Our next episode, we're going to be doing a Virginia Parks. We're going to be going into Shenandoah National Park yep. in Virginia. And then we're going to be going into Harper's Ferry National Historical Park in West Virginia. West Virginia. Fun facts. Oh. The longest state of 18 miles and the shortest state. Of 18 miles. Is Virginia and West Virginia? Yep. Huh. So that will be our Virginia part three. Nice. And until then, I think that's... Yeah, that's it. Find some greenways. Watch where you step. Watch where you step. And uh, 
if you're in Waynesboro, you're going to have yourself a nice time. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That's it for this episode of the Hashtag 59 Podcast. If you don't, subscribe, review, whatever you want to do with that. You can listen to them on our website, hashtag the number five, the number nine dot com. Additionally, on that website, we have hundreds of different outdoor adventure articles on our blog. We have our full trash cleanup event schedule. And we appreciate you listening. And that's all for now. So Mike and Jill signing off. Peace, love and dirt, y'all. See you next time.